and welcome to the second season of The Modern Youth. I hope everyone is doing well. If you're new here, welcome. You have a whole season to listen back to uh, if you want. It would be great if you could. Um, But if you have been following us since last year, welcome back, guys. I hope everyone's had a wonderful Christmas and New Year and January because this is coming out in February. It's okay if you haven't, you know, February, I feel like January actually is the month where everyone's kind of getting their place, you know, everyone's getting back into work, getting back into the year, um, coming out of the Christmas holidays, all that stuff. So February is the month to start the New Year's resolutions, I would say, you know, you, you try them, you might fail them. And I wouldn't even say fail them because there's so many more months in the year to achieve the goals or, or you know, that resolution or whatever you want to call it. There's so many more months in the year for you to be able to do something or, you know, start something. So, um, yeah, February, guys, we've got it. Um, I do want to say just before we jump into it is that the TMY podcast team crew uh, has expanded. We've got Kaz Kimber and Eden Guade, two of my good friends who are helping on this podcast, which is super crazy and amazing. Kaz is co-producing alongside myself and Eden Guade is making the videos. That's right. We're going into video, um, not the traditional like podcasty videos, but we've got some snippets um, of our social that will be on our social media from the podcast. You'll see what they are um, and they'll be released the following week after the episode is dropped. So we've got the Monday, Wednesday, Friday post on Instagram that you see and then the following week are going to be three videos. So I hope you enjoy. Please let us know what you think and also share this podcast with someone who you know it might help just you know that they would be interested in a podcast like this because that would be super cool, super nice. We want to build a community. We want to build a friendship and we're very grateful for you listening. Um, So yeah, okay, that's enough plugging. I'm going to just jump straight into this week's episode. Um, This week I sat down with my best friend from high school, Mixie, or her name is Michaela. Her nickname is Mixie or Mix. Um, And she recently has just won... Uh, Miss Scuba International, which is this scuba diving um, pageant, um, beauty pageant type of thing. There is one thing that I really took away from this episode that Mixie said, and it sums up her personality completely, which is make a decision. And it definitely is easier said than done, but making a decision to research more about what you want to do, whether you've had the idea or you've wanted to try something completely out of your comfort zone, Uh, for years or months or even a week or you've never done it before just making the decision to act on it and and taking it step by step which is another thing that she said of just take it so slowly and there's no rush to try something you know there's no rush to like do something that you're interested in Um, just making the decision to act on it and and see what happens it will slowly but surely build traction and slowly but surely just evolve into stuff and I think that you gain more ideas and bigger ideas the more you do it and you can see what works and doesn't work but bringing it back to the very basics of just make the decision and if it doesn't work out then that's okay see where you can adjust see where it can change in a different angle which maybe you never even thought about and that's exactly what she did she wasn't even intentionally going to do the pageant she was uh, training to be a stunt woman 
Um, and then that led into going into modeling and acting just to kind of get those skill levels, which do correspond in stunt in the stunt world. Um, and then from there, she met someone who introduced her to Miss Scuba Australia, which she eventually won. And like I said, she is now Miss Scuba International. And so I'm excited to share with you the story. She tells you much better than I do. And I think this is a great way to start the season and the year for this podcast. So I hope you enjoy it. Hey, my name is Roman and welcome to The Modern You. You know, everyone starts from somewhere and it's definitely not a glamorous process. A lot of the time it's a side hustle in between work or uni, but people do it anyway because they love it and they hope to make it a career. This is a podcast that explores into the minds of the young, ambitious and creative up-and-coming talent. It's a space where people just like you and I are figuring out exactly how to turn our passions into a career and what it really takes in the beginning stages. From illustrators, filmmakers, designers and a whole lot more, I'm excited to share with you the stories of those who are getting the ball rolling and creating a path for themselves. If this interests you in any way, please subscribe and follow us at TMY Podcast on Instagram. Welcome to the modern you. Hello, welcome back to TMY. We've got Mixie interrupting the interview. <laughs> How's this going? I was literally no. like, I haven't been here before. <laughs> what do you mean? Welcome back. And I'm like, all oh, right, we're talking to people. Yeah, we're talking to people. People listen. I have listeners. That's really cool. It is cool. I'm um, so proud of you. Thank you. You're welcome. Oh, bless you. Oh, stop it. Okay. Um, hello, everyone. Welcome to the second season. This is the first episode, which is crazy because it's coming out, like, as we record this, it's coming out, like, a month later. So it's been a bit of time, but it hasn't. But for the people, it has been. If that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, cool. So They've been desperately waiting. I'm sure they have. Mm. I'm so keen. I'm so pumped. Um, <laughs> yeah, today I'm joined with Mixie or Michaela. Yep. I'll just call you Mix because that's <laughs> your name to me. Um, Mixie and I know each other from high school. Long-term best friends. Um, yeah, just a crazy story. How have you been? I've been pretty good. Busy. Busy. busy? Mm-hmm. What have you been up to? Oh, well, that's a loaded question. It is. Uh-huh. So am I just unloading right now? Yeah. Sorry. Um, well, I don't know. Do you like past five months, the year, the last weekend? How? What time frame? Well, it's time? been Christmas and mm. New Year's. So, yeah, I basically use that time to sleep Yeah. because I have been so busy and I will be very busy for the next uh, few months. Yes. That's for sure. I have a lot coming Indeed. up. Indeed. We'll be, uh, we'll be getting into that mm. super soon. Um, but let's dive into some of your history, mm. ancestry. I've got it up here. Oh, okay, cool. Um, originally from South Africa. Yes, that's correct. And you moved to Australia when you were seven? Eleven. Eleven. <laughs> I knew it rhymed with heaven. Because um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just such a godly present. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, how was that? Moving to... From, Australia. Yeah. Yeah. It was hectic, I'm not going to lie. I hated Australia for like about a full full year and a bit. Why is that? Um, well, coming from South Africa, because I was so much older like Matthew didn't have that much difficulty moving across yeah. and Ma- Matthew's my younger brother yeah um of three years so he was still a, quite a bit of a baby mm-hmm. but I had like best friends in South Africa it was yeah. like moving into high school for us like it was getting to standard six or year six yeah um so I'd already started to establish myself in South Africa and then having to drop all of that was like hard yeah because it's like it's leaving home yeah for sure yeah. So, and then when I came over here, because in South Africa, I mean, 
everything that happens there is the norm. So like looking from an outsider's perspective, it is freaking dangerous. Like, yeah. Totally dangerous. Am I allowed to swear in here? Yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> you know, just not crazy, but yeah. Okay. I was yeah. just wondering if I had to watch my tongue. <laughs> um, yeah. So when I came over here, I was like, yeah, this isn't home. I'm not used to it. I don't like it because... Yeah, the, the people were different. Um, South Africa, it, it was just different. And mm-hmm. I didn't like the, how different it was. Yeah. But when we went back in 2012, having been in an environment here in Australia where it was so much safer. Yeah. And then going back in, I didn't realize how dangerous South Africa was. Mm. And I, it didn't feel like home anymore. Mm. So I think that was like the turning point where I was like, okay, cool. I'm actually very comfortable where I am. And I do enjoy Australia a lot. But there will always be that like um, freedom in south africa that you can't get here and a freedom mm. here that you won't get in south africa yeah yeah and that's purely because it's like too dangerous over there but that risk factor allows you to go out and do more mm. and then what do you it, mean by that so like um well i'm obsessed with horses you know that right yeah and i did horse riding for like 12 years like for as long as i can remember until i came over here and it started in south africa where i was like "Ooh, i like horses and i was like maybe four or six and they just plonked me on this massive horse named mm. Nevada that was like 16 hands. Yeah. For, and for like a scorny little kid, freaking massive. That's massive. You're yeah. four or six years old. Yeah, You're exactly. tiny. Yeah. Exactly. No lessons, nothing whatsoever. They just plonked <laughs> me on. And they're like, cool, we're going out into the mountains. Yeah, right. Yeah. And I was like, yep, okay, what do I do? And they're like, hold on. And I'm like, okay, great, that's <laughs> okay. fine. Yeah. I'm not scared at all. <laughs> yeah. like, but um, after a couple of like... I wouldn't really say lessons, but experiences yeah. like that. I was pretty much like a cowgirl. Yeah. And I was like sure. galloping this massive horse at age eight. That explains so much about your personality oh, now. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. Because that's exactly what you do now. You're, what do you well, mean? Just like spontaneous. You'll just do it. Yeah. It's, it's not like uh, you're, you're really worried about what's going to happen. You're just like, that seems cool. Yeah. I'm just going to go do that. Yeah. Which I love. Oh, um, yeah. But like, for example, if I were to come into Australia, they'd be like, no, we have to ride around in a circle yeah, for about 500 times yeah, before sure. we can let you trot outside. And South Africa, I'm like, yeah, eight years old galloping this massive horse yeah. up a freaking mountainside. Like, and I had no idea what galloping was. <laughs> I was <laughs> yeah. didn't know what I was doing, but it felt fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Cool. Okay, thank you. Sweet. Um, well, can you explain to people who are listening uh, mm-hmm. what you do and why you are on this point no i'm kidding um <laughs> no yeah what, what do you do and um how you kind of got into that position well that you're currently in okay well that is a loaded question so ready yourselves because this is a a long weird ass story <laughs> <laughs> it started when i was born no i'm kidding <laughs> it was like um what after high school no idea what I wanted to do. I was very heavily involved in volleyball, if you remember, because that was my life. Yeah. Training absolutely every day of the week, maybe like three times every day, every day of the week. It was in- like intense. Yeah. Um, I slept through class, basically. Like I was not a studious student at all, but training was my life. Yeah. So I wanted to get into psychology so I could go into sports psychology because I, um, it obviously had to play a big part in my sport um, and especially volleyball. So I, when I graduated, I got into psychology at UQ and um, realized within the first semester that I was like, this is really boring. And now I'm the type of person, which Roman just pointed out, that if I want to do something, it needs to be spontaneous, it needs to be fun because I get bored very easily. Mm-hmm. Like I, I need to be active. So when the lady who sat us down and said, 80% of you will drop out of psychology, I was definitely <laughs> part of that 80%. Because <laughs> she was like, yeah, you spent at least seven years 
um, sitting down doing research papers before you do anything with people. Uh, practical. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I was like, mm, nope. Yeah. No, thanks. That was a massive turn off. So I went traveling for a bit. And um, I also know Raman from marine science. When we studied um, in school, there was a marine studies class that we yeah. did together. And our whole class, made up of seven people, um, <laughs> was actually pretty fun. And that's what introduced me to marine science. And I was like, okay, that involves travel. We get to move around a lot. Um, so I thought, why not give it a go? Yeah. Got into marine science, but part-time because I was still doing a lot of volleyball for the university. And um, yeah, as the years went on, I was like, oh, I'm still getting bored. Like marine science just involves a lot of research, whereas I wanted to be more a practical hand in everything, which I mean, you can still do, but like it still wasn't ticking all my boxes, you know? Yeah. Um, and then I think I got to the start of... Hmm, I was studying for some marine science exam. So um, by studying, I mean procrastinating. And by procrastinating, I mean watching Wonder Woman. (laughs) (laughs) And I was looking at one of the fight scenes and I was like, this looks so cool. Like, why can't I do that? I'm like, oh, well, what's saying I can't do that? Mm. I was like, okay, I can't do acting. Like, you know, being in front of the camera and crying doesn't seem like something I would do. (laughs) Um, But I was like, oh, they they don't do their own stunts. Well... Most actors don't do their own stunts. Gal, yeah. Gal Gadot is amazing. She does her own stunts. But um, I was like, I wonder if there's a, a stunt academy or something. So I went on to Google, looked it up, and we actually have one down the Gold Coast. And I was like, okay, that's awesome. Um, I want to do that. Yeah. Spontaneous decision. But it was a lot of money, so I had to save up a fair bit. And then I was like, okay, I need to get stronger because... It's well, exhausting. It Physically is exhausting. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And you have to be so strong to hold your own body weight and everything. Yeah. And, um, and I, for people who have never met me, am a stick. I'm literally a stick. Mm. I have no muscle beyond maybe legs because I did so much in volleyball. Well, yeah. But I cannot do a chin-up or a push-up, like, to save my life. <laughs> okay, maybe to save my life. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it would be a struggle. Yeah. Uh, so I was like, okay, I'll put it off, like, you know, do gym, save up. Put it off for a year and a half. Come the start of this year, we went to Japan. And I think there was this turning point where I saw my dad. I get a lot of my personality from my dad. He's very outgoing, needs to be active all the time. And he, like, we were, like, badgering each other on. We're like, oh, who can make it down the mountain the fastest? Because mm. we, we're skiers. Mm. And he was like, oh, I'm going to thrash you guys. And he's a very good skier, like, really, really good. Yeah. And we were coming down the mountain, and he just kept, like, crashing the whole time. And I was like, oh, <laughs> daddy, okay. And he <laughs> needless to say, I won. But uh, we made it down the mountain, and I looked up at him, and he just had this dad's not the type of person to be defeated ever yeah. like and he he had it written all over across his face and I was like are you okay and he was like I can't do that again and I was like what do you mean he said I'm I'm too old I'm like well, what he's like my knees my back like I'm too old it hurts I can't do that again and he had realized that I think for the first time ever that he was actually getting old and it was like a punch in the gut mm. to me and to him because mm-hmm. he he looks so defeated. He's like, there's nothing you can do about age. Yeah. You can't get younger. And I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I need to pull myself together. Yeah. So <laughs> I literally I mean, was at like, the time, you're 21. But yes. Yes. No, I understand. I get, I get what you mean. Like, but like that was still four years. I hadn't yeah, done anything. Course. Really? Yeah, sure. I and, mean, um, that's like that age. Mm. I was kind of the same. You're, you're yeah. just like trying different things mm. so mm. you're trying just to figure it out but yes exactly. but yeah. um yeah because we we both push ourselves so much like we're very self-critical um so for and like we've had so many conversations yeah where we're like oh, i don't feel i'm like i'm accomplishing much and everything and it was at the start of 2019 that Ramon and i said to each other 
this is the year. We don't know what's going to happen, but shit's going to happen and we're going to make it happen. And we were getting so excited. Yeah. And we were right. We were <laughs> definitely right. Holy At least damn. put the, laid the groundwork I will. Okay. for more, mm. you know mm. what I mean? Yeah. Exactly. That's yeah. what we did. Yeah. Yeah. We started our own adventure. Yeah. And, um, and so I you saw your dad. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. yeah sorry. <laughs> divert from the conversation. So That's what I thought you were going to. Um, yeah. So you saw your dad and defeated yes and you were it was a slap in the face yeah. for i need to start doing shit yeah because i'm gonna get old so i was like you know i can always study my body deteriorates faster than my mind does mm. and i'm not going to be young nimble flexible for long at all like we have what maybe five five years in us if we're what? not hold on if we're not continuously active sure. or being okay, healthy yes. and all that kind of stuff yeah, yeah. but if you're it gets harder with age yes exactly yeah. so i was like you've got to develop those habits now mm-hmm um, so as soon as I got back from Japan, I really developed a fuck it type of mindset. Mm-hmm. And I was like, cool, I don't have money, but I've booked myself for the June stunt course, mm-hmm. which is June 2019. And, um, and then I just worked my ass off to get $4,000 because yes, that's how much it costs to do a two week stunt course. And I was like, you know what? You never know. Like I had a lot of doubts. I was like, I'm spending a lot of money mm-hmm. to do a two week course. Like. And I won't even know if I'm good at it because I've never done stunt work before. I've never done gymnastics before, but I, I'm physically able to do a lot like because yeah. I have been training for a lot of my life. So um, yeah, saved up. I made just enough money the night before I went to the stunt course. Mm. Like I got my final paycheck on Sunday and I was like, cool, just hit $4,000. Yeah. It was <laughs> and, what um, a relief. Well, like, yeah, yeah just like. Yeah. Okay, I did it. Yeah, and now uh, the next thing. Exactly. The next thing. And I, yeah, and that was like the first little milestone where I'm like, yeah. okay, if I really put my mind to it, you can do it. Yeah, exactly. What seems impossible, you can do. Um, at in in that little process, I wanted to make more money, so I signed onto an agency in April, April 2019, because um, I went up to them and I said, I'm getting into stunt doubling, um, training a stunts. I wanted you have to be a part of an agency to then get roles and work as an extra because mm-hmm. I thought. Maybe it would be good to get some onset experience. Um, walked into that agency and they took one look at me and they're like, cool. Uh, so you wanted to do modeling? I was like, yeah, earn some money on the side. And they're like, okay, you're going to do acting as well. And from what I previously said, I was like, ooh, acting's not for me, hey. <laughs> like, I'm very true to myself, so I don't know if I could fake. Right. And um, so if I were to get given like a weak-willed character or someone who sleeps around a lot, all this kind of stuff, like people who I just don't look up to, so to speak, or people I'm not a big fan of, um, that that are just bad character people, I don't think I could play because I'm so... I'm set in my ways, if sure. you know what I mean. Okay. Though not to say I'm mar- narrow-minded. I love everyone, <laughs> but I couldn't be everyone. Sure. Um, but it's such a different mindset, I think, yeah. get, getting into a character. Yeah, so. exactly, because you have to be a different person. You can't be yourself. Hmm. And I didn't feel comfortable doing that. But I think you take some aspect of yourself in mm. each character mm. where i don't know which well i'm not I, an actor yeah <laughs> but i started figuring it so they made me do acting classes yeah and i wasn't taking it seriously until maybe six weeks in and that's when i started the stunt course because the stunt guys were like there is acting involved in stunt and i was mm-hmm. like yep that's very fair that's true um so in to make my stunt better i started paying more attention in acting class and i actually really started to enjoy it because a lot of the acting taught you to be vulnerable with yeah. your emotions and yourself and admitting that you have these characters in yourself. Because as you just said, you have to take a part of yourself to be able to 
embody um, another exactly, character or yeah. like try and portray a human being. Yeah, 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 yeah. You've got to make it personal. Yeah. You have to you have to be vulnerable with it. You have to admit that these are your feelings and you're confronting them. So it, it is a bit of a therapy session and yeah. I didn't realize how much so doing these classes was like showing me how much of myself that I was like, oh, damn, okay. Mm. And slipping into character or being vulnerable with your emotions is a huge strength. Yeah. Whereas um, a lot of people see it as a weakness and it's it's not. So I definitely learned a lot from that and actually really started to enjoy it. Yeah. Then come the stunt course, I was like, heck, this is really fun. Don't get me wrong, it hurt like hell. <laughs> like, and, um, and I'm this tall, like lanky, no muscles. So I struggled <laughs> in like a lot of the aerobic stuff. Yeah. Because um, I don't have very good aerodynamic, um, like flipping and everything like that. Because my body's like, we're going upside down. Mm-mm. No, <laughs> no, we're not. <laughs> um, but I still enjoyed it. Yeah. And at the end of that, we have a bit of a one-on-one with the... Um, instructor um colin handley who runs the courses and he basically tells you straight up because no one pays four thousand dollars just for fun yeah like he he tells you if you can do this in the Mm. future like whether you can he sees you doing it and he straight up told me he was like you're not gonna be a stunt double and i was like ah okay cool thank you i (laughs) that's exactly what i wanted to hear well yeah exactly he said you're gonna be an actress who can do her own stunt because he was he fell in love with my acting and um and he was like and you you're pretty agile you pick stuff up pretty fast mm. but that yeah you you need to be in front of the camera more often so I was like okay cool so I will get into that like Hectic. more wholeheartedly yeah. yeah whoa yeah so then Just... I set on to do all these um acting classes which I've now finished but at the stunt graduation this is where it turns a bit a bit weird mm-hmm. someone came up to me and they were like um do you do some modeling and I was like yeah kind of like I've I've only started really in April and he said cool do you have a scuba license and I said not yet he's like oh how come not yet I was like well I'm still studying marine science and I need Mm. that for my degree if I'm doing marine science yeah he just paused and he was like seriously and I was like yeah yeah (laughs) I'm like why and he was uh, and then he asked me whether I'd be interested in Miss Scuba Australia I had no idea what that was. <laughs> I was like, well, what is that? Yeah. He was like, it's a pageant. My face automatically was like, mm-hmm. no, thank you. <laughs> He's like, no, hear me out. It's a pageant for marine conservation. And I was like, oh, okay. That's something I'm interested in. Yeah. And I was like, that's so weird. At a stunt graduation, a pageant thing that involves marine conservation. Mm. So I said, okay, why not? Fuck it. That's my mentality, right? I was like, you know, you never know where these things are going to end up. So I said, oh, sure, why not? Um, took it aboard. I uh, got into the shortlist interview. I sat down and I basically said, uh, met the other girls. They were lovely. None of them did marine science though. So I sat down and I said, I'm just here to make sure you send someone who's marine aware. Yeah. And they're not all, you know, about just the pageant looking good in a crown. For sure. And um, they looked at me. I thought I low-key had blown it because I was quite forthcoming about it. Um, but two weeks later, they gave me a call and told me that I was Miss Scuba Australia. And it, pageants in no way, shape, or form are huge here. Like, yeah. definitely found that out and trying to find um, money and fundings to go to Malaysia to compete in Miss Scuba International because that's what I was now competing for, was the international title of Miss Scuba. Um, so I was representing Australia, going to Malaysia for three weeks and um, competing against all these other countries to become this pageant queen. And I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. this is weird <laughs> like, <laughs> like what the hell yeah um in that time frame I finished all my acting classes 
So I became a lot more confident in like just speaking publicly, um, knowing who I was a bit and being vulnerable. Like, okay, I'm feeling this emotion. This is how I feel. Write it out. Like, you know, so I became a lot more confident. That's such a strength. Yeah. It's so, yeah, yeah, exactly. Which I didn't realize would be such a strength. And then I went to Malaysia Mm. and dealing with all these girls, I was dead ass nervous mm-hmm. like i kid you yeah. so nervous the first i'm sure day. they've done pageants since maybe they've yeah. a child teenagehood yeah. up until early mm. 20s so there were like, definitely people like that yeah. you had the pageant girls and then you had the divers and marine conservationists and um even then i was still new to diving because i got my license in the process of being Mosquito Australia. So I was still new to You're diving. You're really good at just like trying all this stuff and seeing if it works, which is awesome. It's such a good trait. Well, I mean, you can't be Mosquito Australia if you don't have a marine, um, not a marine scuba. license, a scuba license. Yeah. 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 Um, so, but I actually really enjoyed it. And let's just, like, I used to be terrified of the ocean yeah. and claustrophobic and afraid of heights. So that was me as a kid. And um, now you as a 20-year-old is just <laughs> completely opposite. Exactly. Which is such a strength. It's so good. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Um, yeah. And so I was definitely feeling like I was not matching up to everyone else, shall yeah. we say. And especially when I arrived and I was on the boat and everyone was like glammed up to the nines and mm. I'm here in like trackies, <laughs> um, like converses, hardly any makeup. Like I was like, oh God, okay. Ooh. This is the standard. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Whoops. Yeah. <laughs> um, but <laughs> I was like, oh shit. Yeah. What have I gotten myself into? And, um, but then I met and I had like no sleep. Mm. And um, so the first dinner, everyone sat down at this table. Everyone's looking dressed to the nines. I had donned a t-shirt and shorts because Mm. i was like it's that's casual i'm being casual i'm not fucking wearing a dress and makeup it's hot in australia yeah and i sweat (laughs) but um yeah so they had my personality on like 100 percent, which is very can be very weird and outgoing (laughs) and (laughs) in people's faces (laughs) and like the more and i speak like you can speak from experience the more i like you the more shit i give you basically yeah for sure (laughs) Yeah. But um, I don't think uh, a fair of the pageant girls understood that one because mm. I did make a fun of a lot of them. And I was like, oh, maybe I'm just being a bit too upright. <laughs> but um, I had so I had to explain it a couple of times. But yeah. after the first night, I, I met my crowd and there were actually a awesome. lot of the girls. Yeah, they were amazing. So passionate, so driven. Nothing like I was expecting. Like I thought there'd be a couple. And there would be like, you know, maybe like an obvious winner for this type of thing. But I was like, holy holy shit, every single one of these girls are amazing. Mm. Like through and through amazing. They all had passion. They all had something driven. They all had dreams, goals. Even even people who hadn't studied marine science, they, yeah. were, like, they had so much experience in the field because they were interested in the topic. Like it's our planet. Like we have to look after it. Yeah. And, um, and you could tell how into it they were, how emotional they were and how like motivated they were to spread that word. And that mm. inspired me. So within the second day, I was like, cool. This um, is what I'm here for. Yeah, this is what I want to do. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, this is amazing. I'm surrounded by like-minded people. And from that point on, I completely forgot about the pageant. Yeah. Because it turned into this um, camp with my like sisters of for marine conservation. Mm. And we were diving every day. We were going out cleaning the beach, doing marine conservation workshops. We had pageant training, which... What does that consist of? What is that? It's actually really hard. Like, Mm. okay, now I'm doing stunt training and I've done like semi-professional volleyball training, right? Which is a lot of training. But holy heck, pageant training is (laughs) not something I was expecting. Like we are in seven inch heels. 
And um, which I also discovered the hard way that uh, there's walking shoes, which are very high platforms, but the arc of the shoe is not that high. Right. Whereas my shoes, I was like basically in ballet point shoes. Like they were so high yeah. and the arc was so high because it was like no platform, but I thought that's what we had to walk in. Mm-hmm. So I was definitely uh, not in comfortable shoes. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, so I apologize already to Anan, who was my pageant coach, because the very first day we were taught how to stand and sit, which mm. sounds very simple, but it is not. Holy dooly. Like, uh, it's, it's weird that I can't show, well, because this is a podcast, we have to have our feet two to ten. So one at two and one at ten can be either foot in front or behind. Mm. Um, you have to be completely like stiff back, straight. I'm even trying posture. to do yeah. this. Is <laughs> yeah, so... while well, you're sitting. Yeah, like I'm, I'm doing yeah. it now and I'm like, oh God. Yeah. And um, yeah, so that's how you stand. You have to be like, be like really tall. He says you've got to puff out your chest like you have a 36E. Um, <laughs> you know, even he was like, even if you have no boobs, we all have 36Es. And we're like, okay, okay, Anand. Yeah. And, um, and then to sit down. But like, we're all in short shorts, right? And um, so we sit down on the chair and then you have to sit down on the edge of the chair. And if you want to move back into it to lean back, you have to continue to stand or sit up straight, Mm. put your hands on the bottom of the chair and then slide yourself back without losing the posture. So you can't lean forward. You can't stand up and like kind of scoot back. It needs to be a slide Mm. or a glide. Mm. Now, Malaysia's bloody hot and it's like. You're stuck to the chair. Yeah, you are stuck to the chair in these little shorts as well. And Anand's wearing much longer shorts, so he's just gliding along this chair. <laughs> but all the girls are getting stuck on the chair and they don't know how to... Move about. Exactly, because... And he's getting so frustrated at us because we're not sliding. He's like, no, you're, you're no sitting up. Don't lean forward. Like, he's full going. And it comes to my turn and I'm already sick of this. So I literally take my leg and I'm like, Anand... And I, t- I grab my thigh and I'm like pulling it from the chair because I'm like, my leg is stuck to the chair because it is hot and sticky. And he was like, no, I don't get it. I can do it. And I'm like, you put on these shorts and you do it. Like, you know. <laughs> and so I was like, fine, grab the chair. And I slid back, but I forced the slide. So it was like a, <laughs> I'm like skidding along this chair. And he just looked at me and I looked at him. And it was like this like defiance mm. and that pretty much sums up my pageant training. <laughs> there we go. Well, you ended up winning. Yes. The pageant. Yes. So which true. is really crazy. Yeah. I'm still trying to process it. Yeah. What was that like? Because it's led you to so many different opportunities and that's something we'll get into as well. It's just like, I don't know, you kind of just nailed everything well, that I have, all my <laughs> questions. And I was like, okay, cool. We don't have to talk about that. Oh, no, no, <laughs> no. Um, but winning the pageant and just like your personality mm. and it was strongly for your personality yeah, yeah so well i never had the intention to win yeah ever because i don't care about a crown mm. but i think and there were so many amazing girls like prettier girls more more intelligent girl in you see obviously more intelligent <laughs> girls <laughs> i can say the word um and just more driven more passionate and all that kind of stuff but they really look at your personality like yeah. every opportunity i got i ran away to the mainland to go play volleyball with the locals because mm-hmm. I needed some semblance of home of something mm. I could do. Yeah. It was usually after pageant training because I had no idea how to be a pageant girl, obviously. <laughs> so I was feeling very annoyed. And um, which every day was probably about four hours long of pageant training. Mm. And so I'd run away and be like, okay, I'm going to go play some volleyball. Um, and I just had fun. Like I was just having fun yeah. being there. And um, I had multiple people come up to me being like, you know, you've won. And I'm like, nope, 
don't care. I'm not doing it to win. Mm-hmm. I don't don't tell me that. Like you know, I if if I have that in my mind, then I feel like I'm not genuine anymore. Mm. Which is a key word there, genuine. Because when I had my final speech, um, we had a Q and A, and my question was, what best, what qualities and attributes best describe Miss Scuba International? And I kind of had this mic drop moment because I just went really honest, uh, and I, I told them I was like, I'm not a pageant girl. At first, I like coming here terrified me because I thought everyone would be the stereotype of pageants, mm. and um, I was like, okay, this isn't a hate speech. Turn it around. Um, and I told them, I said, basically, when I met all the girls, I met passion, excitement, fun, love, hope, and pure faith in our oceans, which I wasn't expecting because then that led me to be more passionate. Mm. And I just sat down and I just listened to everything that was amazing about these girls and I just learnt from it. Yeah. And um, so really, I was like, if you're asking for these qualities and attributes, you already have them all on stage because all 23 of these girls are freaking amazing Mm. um i've learned so much and um so yeah they've given me hope that they're leading their countries to a better future in marine marine conservation which word verbatim is what i said on stage then they called out my name and then i just started crying all over again Mm. (laughs) and then i had no idea what i was doing yeah because i was like um we haven't practiced this bit because we obviously don't know who's gonna win so i was like what do i do what do i do what do i do (laughs) so i walked up and they were like there was like confetti everywhere, these like massive like firework things. And um, the director came up to me, gave me the sash. I again was full crying. And I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. And he was like, it's fine. I'm like, no, I really don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> and then the previous winner came up to me, gave me the crown. And I was just swearing. I kid you not, full swearing on stage. I was like, what the fuck? What just happened? And then I had to do like this walk and I'm full like tears streaming down my face. In the next five hours, I have no idea what happened because mm. everything just ended such a blur yeah all these people wanted photos i had like an interview on stage i don't even remember what i said and it was a photo after photo after photo and then um and then that next week i was doing work as miss scuba australia mm-hmm. because i was um doing trying to make connections between um eco marines and um coral regenerative programs and all this kind of stuff mm. to see what we can do between australia and malaysia yeah so that was like busy 24 7 came home and i just died for about three days mm exhaustion Um, yeah it was it was so draining i was so dead i was on autopilot for maybe the last week and a half yeah yeah because i had no idea what was happening so i don't even remember a lot of it and so i i still feel like and i didn't even get like a a bit of a debrief so Mm. i don't know what's to come yeah so i then get an email being like cool here's your ticket to europe and i was like what like um yeah you're gonna europe and i'm like what what does that mean what does that mean What what do you mean europe so i go to paris and I'm actually leaving tomorrow. Tomorrow, um, by the time this is out, it's... It'll be a month away. I would yeah. be back. I would have been back. Oh, wow. Yeah. She's so. been and gone. Yeah, literally. <laughs> um, yeah, so now you're representing... Miss Scuba International. Which is insane. Yeah, so I'm I'm the international representative for the oceans. And yeah. Um, quite, yeah, I have I have a, a bit of a, a name to my head now, I guess. <laughs> you've, you've got... Um, so, like, what, what are you going to be doing in Paris? Well, see, and even because you're not even just going to Paris, you're going no. all over the place this yeah, year. Yeah, so I'm glad I, I got to get you. Before yeah, you go before again. I leave. Yeah. yeah, I so I start off in Paris, and then I'm either going down to Italy or Spain, mm. 
and then I go to Germany. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the first month of January. Then I'll be back for maybe about like 20 days. Yeah. And then I'm off to Japan, Thailand, Vietnam, maybe Indonesia so I can go visit Miss Indonesia. I'll be meeting up with Miss Benelux and mm-hmm. um, the previous winner, Miss Scuba 2018, yeah. um, in Germany in Paris and um, meeting up again with Miss Benelux in So Thailand. when you say meeting up, like are you it, – it's like a big networking thing or are you going to like more pageants or what oh, is this? heck no. I'm not doing a lot of pageants. <laughs> not about it? Not no, gonna do listen. It? Um, <laughs> I've had – I think I'm going to retire whilst on my head. <laughs> Quit while you're ahead. Yeah, literally. I'm not a pageant person. We definitely established that. Which is why I'm glad this one was more based on uh, marine conservation yeah. and personality yeah. because I was a proper dork. Not a, <laughs> I still are. Um, oh, thank you. You're there to promote mm-hmm. all about marine conservation. Um, what's the latest like diving gear, all this kind of stuff, stuff that's sustainable and create these yeah, networking opportunities with all these mm-hmm. um, places. Yeah. Again, I'm assuming because I didn't have a debrief. But I'm going to an international dive show in Paris and a international boat show in Germany. Mm-hmm. And between that, I think I'm just sightseeing and meeting a whole bunch of sponsors and um, supporters of Miss Scuba International. Yeah. So um, they'll be like, okay, this is the new Miss Scuba International. So I don't actually know what my role is or what I actually have to do. Yeah. Um, because I haven't done it before. Like, yeah. I, this is totally new. Like, five months ago, I was just doing a stunt course. Mm-hmm. Because I was like, fuck it, why not? And now I'm representing. Now you're going all over the world yeah, this year. Yeah, so. literally. I think I visit 12 plus countries this wow. year. Yeah. That's insane. I'm overseas longer than I am here in Australia. Yeah, wow. Yeah. I think there's like a big thing that comes from that is just taking opportunities, going with mm-hmm. the flow. And going with the flow is something I wanted to talk about and yeah. how like uh, you're so Ow. good at doing that. Oh. Like you're just like really adaptable. Yeah. To your environments and, and people and such like a people person where yeah. you can just chat to someone and like get to know what they're doing and stuff, which is super cool. So I guess it, like the question, well, it's really hard to like give any advice. Or, oh, yeah. yeah, not, yeah. E- not even advice. It's just like, how could someone else try and go with the flow more in, yeah. in a way? There's yeah, no yeah. there's no rule book. Yeah. But like even just trying to ease their mind of like yeah. going to a, a networking event, going to yeah. a networking event, like when you're like you know what you're going there for you it's your industry that you're interested in blah 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 yeah. talking to people that's already scary enough but yeah if, yeah yeah if you're even thinking about doing something you don't know like mm. you just did mm. how do you go into that room and network with a bunch of people it's it's interesting like um i think because i've actually been asked this a lot people mm. are so quick to draw the line being like i can't do that yeah i'm like no you can't you just have to do it which is a very um that's such a good mindset yeah, well, that's exactly it. But it's like switching to that mindset because yeah. I said my punch in the face was only the start of this year. Mm-hmm. And um, sometimes people don't get that punch in the face until it's way later and they may not have the opportunities they did when they were younger. Mm. So, um, yeah, you've kind of got to force yourself. Like if you don't feel comfortable, that's like I wouldn't say that's good, but it is like yeah. you have to force yourself out of that comfortable zone mm-hmm. because when you're comfortable there's no change like you won't change anything but as soon as you're uncomfortable that's when change happens so I've pushed like to put myself in an environment I've literally had like maybe a two second moment where I was like fuck it I don't care I'm signing up for this course I'm signing up for this class and then it's done I've signed up for it and I'm the type of person when I put like my name down for something yeah I mean you exactly you know me I have 
pride issues. 100%. 100%. (laughs) So if I've been like, yeah, no, I'm doing it. Like, oops. Mm. I've like talked up a big game about it, all this kind of stuff. I'm like, oh shit, if I don't do it, like I'm going to look like the weakest bitch. Like, (laughs) I guess it's just having that competitive mind. Yeah. Which is good. mm. But like, you don't have to have as intense uh, competitive (laughs) mindset as mix. But, but it's great. It's actually, it's, it's such a good quality. Um, and just like, like you said, just forcing yourself yeah. to do it because it is, you, it will get easier. It that's, does. That's the it thing. Does. It gets it, easier it gets as so you much do easier. it, yeah. which is really hard to like truly understand when you want to start something, but then you keep going, yeah. you keep falling back or it may yeah. feel like you're yeah. falling back yeah. and like you don't continue doing it. Mm. But if you just keep doing it, even if it's sporadically, yeah, you'll eventually end up doing it and if it's something that you enjoy yeah then you'll do it so i guess even from like a young point of view or like starting out in your industry yes that's that's the word uh is that like if you just keep going if you i guess having the overall vision Mm. for what you want so like you had the vision of just like okay well i have to raise or get four thousand dollars for the stunt course yeah that's that's the ultimate goal that was your goal and it doesn't have to be a money thing obviously like Mm. that that isn't the goal the goal is to learn skills to become a stunt woman yeah yeah, but like that's your first just like setting having an overall goal Mm. whether it's like i need to raise this amount of money or i need or i want to become the best stunt woman there is having that goal is Mm. what will get you there i don't know no no no. i know exactly what you're talking about because i'm definitely a goal-orientated person Mm. and i think most people are some people don't like to say they are because they've gotten so used to not achieving goals. And they're mm. like, oh, I don't really care. Like, like resolutions not... almost? Yeah, a little bit. But then one, like I'm not one to set New Year's resolutions. Mm. Like my, every year I'm just like do better because I'm competitive, as you said. Mm. But yeah, like it starts small. Like even the smallest of things, like when you get up in the morning, make your bed. Like I got into a bad habit of waking up in the morning and not getting out of bed for like four hours because I just didn't have the motivation to do anything. And um, yeah, I definitely need to remind people that this just wasn't like always my life. Like I had four years where I had no idea what I was doing. I was in bed all the time. I just wanted to sleep like, because I had no motivation to do anything. Mm. And I was just like, all I had all I really knew was volleyball. So I went back to that a lot and I went and like led uni nationals and stuff, but it's still like, there was nothing in it for me. And that anymore. was your time during uni. Yes, yeah. that was during uni. But yeah. like, again, so yeah, that's cool on a CV to get a casual job, but that's yeah. not going to get me anywhere. Yeah. Um. So like, uh, yeah, you've really got to kick yourself up the ass. And mm-hmm. um, I find that making the bed in the morning stops me from getting back into bed, mm-hmm. um, which was really cool. And then I was like, cool, now focus on making a breakfast or something or have a coffee or just wake up and start doing stuff. And I need to be active. That's how I keep going and everything. And um, yeah, so when you when you set little goals and you start doing them, even even like they're so small, but you start to feel happier with how what you're doing because you feel more on top of it like Mm. keeping a clean room and all this like if my room's messy I lose a lot of motivation Mm -hmm. because I'm like oh I'm not an environment that's clean or helps me think better because I'm just like oh this looks lazy I want to be lazy yeah and I find that a lot when I'm in my room Mm -hmm. yeah same yeah and um so I have to get out all the time Mm. and um yeah so it literally just starts with that totally you need to make that decision where you're like if i want to be better i need to change 
And um, I've, yeah, I've had a lot of people come up to me and like, how did you do this? How did you do that? I'm like, it's not that hard. You just, you just have to do but it. But I guess that actually like, so say if you heard yourself say that mm. four years ago or during those four year period of yeah, yeah, uni yeah. and feeling unmotivated and everything, like, I guess people are coming from it in that yeah, regard. Yeah. So how can you switch that how mindset? Switch? I guess, yeah. I guess it, it, it comes back to everything that you just said is mm. like, it's slowly but surely and like setting really small goals. Yeah. Cause I think even like, I mean, I write down my, like a to-do list and yeah. it literally could be like, put like send this mail off yeah. or, or do like a tiny chore that mm. usually you don't really have to write down or, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. but it like declutters your brain yeah. for the morning and sets you for the day. Yeah. And then when you, physically or wherever you write a list mm. if you cross it off you're just like okay i've yeah. done it yeah. it's like oh even just putting washing in the washing machine it doesn't yeah. have to be like i don't know cleaning the entire house it yeah, can yeah, yeah. literally be a tiny thing you'd be amazed how simple-minded people are like mm. humans as a whole we're very simple-minded we're very easy to understand this is why i was very interested in psychology and um a lot of it what i learned in sports psychology was if you're having a bad game day and you're like, oh, I'm not in the mood or it's just not my day. That's mm-hmm. an excuse. Like, yeah, sure, we don't have our days. But what do we do differently during our good day? So what do we do? Like, how's our emotions? What do we do? How do we warm up? How do we stand? What do we drink? What do we eat? And you try and reciprocate what you do on the good day mm. because that sends messages to your brain to be like, I'm not in a bad mood. I'm actually in a good mood. Yeah. That's such, that, that's yeah, such a good trait. That's such a good Because as soon as you're sad, for example, or you're lazy or you're feeling tired, what do you want to do? You want to go and lie in bed, hey. Mm. And as soon as you lie in bed, you've kind of like reconfirmed that and you're telling your brain, yeah, I want to be lazy. So I'm going to feel more lazy because now sure. I'm lying in bed. Yeah. But as soon as you are like, oh, I'm feeling sad I, or lazy, we'll just stick with that one. Mm. Um, I want to go to bed. You've got to do what you don't want to do. Yeah. So you have to, and this comes to forcing yourself. Mm-hmm. So you have to then be like, okay, go outside, go and do this, go and I don't know, read in the pool, by the pool, something like that, mm-hmm. or go and play volleyball or just set a lunch date with one of your friends, like yeah. get out, do something you don't want to do. Yeah. And once you go and do that, you're sending you're doing stuff that you would do when you're not feeling lazy. And so you send messages up to your brain and your brain's like, oh, I'm actually feeling very proactive and I want to do this. And then you come back being like, cool, I feel motivated to do stuff now Mm. when you were feeling lazy. Yeah. And that's why I think I have to stay busy all the time because as soon as I have like a one thing I have to do in the day, I'm like, oh, I don't only have to get out of bed at 12, but I wake up at nine and then I'm in bed for three hours. I've told my brain that I want to be lazy today. Mm. And, um, and then, come that one activity I want to do I don't want to do it anymore and I feel no motivation to do it so days where I'm like okay I have to get up at 6 a.m and I have to do this 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 by the end of the day I feel more energetic than when I had a full nine hours of sleep Mm, didn't mm. have much on and don't get me wrong you you need rest days like I passed out after the pageant and you said I'm a very like sociable person I'm a good split 50 50 like I love interacting with people um, which I never did, but I have to have equal amounts of time to myself so I can kind of just get that all back. Yeah. And so you, you need to find a balance. And I guess with life, you have to find that silver lining all the time. And it's hard. It's difficult. It's definitely not easy. Um, and there's no one simple trick to make it easy. You've just got to make a decision and um, come with everything in life, even doing a stunt, like a, a high fall, for example, falling mm. off a 40-foot building. 
people are like, isn't that scary? I'm like, yeah, but the scariest part is making the decision that you're going to jump off the building. Mm. Otherwise, once you're falling, I mean, it's already done. So true. Yeah. So like it's forcing your brain to be like, um, go against your fight or flight system and be like, yep, I'm stepping off a 40 foot building. And once you have made that decision, the actually stepping becomes easier and then you're already in the air. So you just go into what you've learned and you're like, yep, falling. And that part isn't scary. Hmm. It's just when you're up there thinking about it. Yeah. yeah that's a great outlook, like, yeah. way to look at it. Yeah. yeah. It, it just takes so much time, mm. but also not as much time as it may seem. Yeah, exactly. Like you can, like you were saying, like four years compared to this one year, 2019 for mm. you. It wasn't even, it was five months. Five months. Where it all, yeah. Where, not even where everything started to happen or whatever. It's more just like you making the decision to go to Sun, mm. saving up the money yeah. up until June or yeah. May or May and then going. Yeah. So it's like you, compared to like four years of mm. laziness in yeah. quotation yeah. marks, if you will. Yeah. Compared to the one year that you made that decision mm. and then now you've done all this stuff and exactly. it's not saying that it when you make a decision all this stuff is gonna uh, magically happen that yeah. that comes with time as well yeah it does but it's like just getting that mindset that's mm. that's the major mm. thing i think so yeah that's and a great point thanks yeah thank you <laughs> yeah it, it definitely is but like you've got to be resilient when mm. you do it because mm-hmm. i mean obviously i applied for so many agencies i've applied for so many acting jobs i've put forward heaps of auditions um like not being able to successfully do a stunt, like first going to the pageant stuff, like your brain does a lot of thinking. Mm. It's like, oh, that didn't work, but that didn't work and that didn't work. So you've got to ignore it. You'd be like, but did I have fun? And that's a question I come back to and I ask myself all the time. Mm. I'm like, what did I enjoy about it? I'm like, well, I like this, this, this. I'm like, cool. So that's what I'm going to take away from it. That's such good. But how, yeah, I guess that's just going back to making the decision, making mm-hmm. the decision to physically jump off something yep. or mentally i think yeah. mentally is so hard to combat but yeah yeah, yeah. well Such like yeah be, well with every experience you go through you have to you have to take points from it that you've learned so every every year we're growing as an individual yeah in our character in our habits emotionally mentally physically we are still growing we're adapting we're getting better um for other people they're not they're getting worse because they're looking at their experiences and they're taking all the bad points and they're like, oh, but this happened and this happened. And it's an optimistic. It's the whole half glass, half full yeah. and half Outlook. glass, yeah. half empty. Yeah, exactly. And um, it was actually a question in a scuba Australia where someone asked me how I cope with change or my adaptability. And I said, you will definitely go through some shit in life mm-hmm. that is bound to happen. Like I've gone through some stuff um, and you, you have to look at it and uh, be like, okay, but what did I learn from it and how can that make me better? How can that not happen in the future? Mm. And that's how you learn. And I'm very, very much one to force myself into thinking that way. And now it's become habitual. So stuff will happen and I'm like, okay, I didn't really enjoy that. Why didn't I enjoy that? I'm like, okay, for those reasons, but what can I take away from that? And I learn more about myself because I'm like, oh, okay, I don't like it when I lose, but is it because I feel like of a lesser human being when I lose and I like why can't I accept that someone wins for like something simple like I don't know a table tennis game or something like that something super simple and then I'm like okay but did I have fun playing against them Mm. I'm like yeah I actually did like it was fun playing with them I didn't really care about the outcome so to speak I don't need that fulfillment of winning because 
the journey or having fun or being with that person is what made it a fun experience. And so I've become less competitive over time. I will always be like hectically self-critical where I'm like, yeah, I need to do this. Yeah. But um, it's just an example of because, I mean, you've known me for so long. I'm freaking competitive. And we would have fights. I kid you not. <laughs> all the time about all who. <laughs> the time. Who's right. Who who's, was right. Yeah. Exactly. But in like the best way. Yeah. But it's because we're both like that. Exactly. So. And um, and then we, we definitely matured in a sense where it's like, listen, I understand your points. <laughs> And you're like, yeah, I understand your points. But I'm still right. And for the unit. (laughs) (laughs) So you've definitely got to be like, what are these viewpoints? Understand other people. Yeah. Take it in. I think just listen. Exactly. And that was, you know, when I said genuinity or being genuine was a big key word. Yeah. Listening to other people was huge. And when I sat down with some of the judges or um, people like photographers who were part of the Miss Scuba International pageant, I was like, I was very confused as to how some of the... um, results where it came out to be like why didn't certain people make top six and all this kind of stuff and they said because where I saw passion other people saw as defensiveness Mm. and um like they didn't want to enter a conversation with someone who was so into marine conservation and it turned into a debate the whole time Mm -hmm. so and I didn't realize how much they looked into that like because you have to listen to people to then be able to have a conversation with them and then input your knowledge so Mm -hmm. that both parties learn something you can walk away as more evolved people and I was like holy heck and then genuinity so like you come and you treat everyone the same you treat how you want to be treated like you you go back to the basic principles of humanity yeah and um you're like cool just be the best person you can be because ultimately your fun your excitement your love to other people which is so super it does and it's so super cheesy (laughs) but it's true like if I were to sit across the table from someone and just start smiling, like you start smiling too, everyone's like pretty having a fun time. It's yeah. easy to communicate love and excitement. But as soon as you become forceful, people want to retaliate. Mm-hmm. It's an Retract, automatic, yeah. yeah, literally. It's um, it's normal. It's it's human nature For to sure. be like, I'm feeling attacked, defensive mode. Yep. And which is never good, never good. So you've kind of just got to focus on cool was that good? Was that lovable? Was that kind? Like, you know, just be the best human you can be because that influences so many more people. Mm. And Just I, being genuine, like exactly. you said. Exactly. So and easy. I didn't realize how much that in, that actually impacts people until all the ladies I met and all the staff that I met came back to me afterwards and they were like, yeah, we knew you won. And I was like, how come? It's because you were so genuine. And I'm like, yeah, but like, isn't that just normal? Because for me, I want to be the best person I can be. Like that is... That is my ultimate goal, just to have fun, be myself. And if people get better because of it, like if I meet people and I influence them to do better, then that's great. Like I'm not going to force it on them. They can take whatever they want to do, but I can't force change. People want it. If they want to change, they will change. So I'm just here to live my own life, have fun, do my thing. Yeah. See what happens. Exactly. Yeah. And I'm things loving will, it. And yeah, and things will come of it. Like we exactly. said earlier, is yeah. that like it, it's the weird way the universe seems to to come back around is like when when you definitely are being genuine and and just doing the things that you like Mm -hmm. and love um with all of that and you did mention that yeah you have been through stuff like what like how has this has there been a moment of it being really extreme and tough and like there was like you do have this fantastic mindset of of drive and and like going for it and and being confident and Mm, comfortable mm, yeah uh, throughout even just realizing like what did i learn from this even if it was a crappy outcome Mm. but 
you know, everyone has bad days. Everyone has really like tough times Mm. and and sometimes you can't get out of that mindset. So how do you, how did, how do you, or how did you get out of that mindset? Well, it totally depends on like how extreme the mindset is. Mm -hmm. So I did have some rough patches in earlier years. So like, um, during high school, my mom was like close on deathbed because Mm -hmm. she had a collapsed lung, all this kind of stuff. And we didn't know about it. So one day later, she took me to the doctors because I was sick with like the flu or something mm-hmm. and I needed to get like a medical certificate. And then we found out that she was really sick, had mm. a thyroid problem and like everything was wrong. Yeah. So she yeah. was, yeah. So she was admitted to hospital and um, I'm one to go kind of like numb in the moment and be like, okay, what needs to happen? And just go about the routine. Cause I like, care okay, mom's sick. I need to do this. Matt needs to do this and go more systematically mm-hmm. analytically. That's how I, that's how I turn. Mm-hmm. And um, so I kind of ignore it and, um, and I don't realize that I'm kind of in that rut because I'm still just doing everything that I usually did. Yeah. Come out maybe three months afterwards, I look back and I'm like, wow, I was not happy in that time period. But don't worry to anyone who's listening. My mom is definitely very healthy now. <laughs> She's okay. She's good. <laughs> She's doing well. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, I kind of look back and then assess, Mm. but when I'm in the rut itself, like when I didn't know what I was doing, I find that I fall like during university, I had an ear infection Mm. and it was like a double ear infection. The doctors weren't really helping. They were kind of just giving me stuff, but it wasn't fixing the problem. So Mm. for about four months, I was deaf in my left ear and I was going to like these marine conservation classes, marine science, but I wasn't learning anything because I didn't realize how much you need both your ears, but like, I just, I didn't feel like connected to the world. Yeah. So I would sleep a lot and all this kind of stuff. And, um, yeah. Like, how I'm, did you get out of that? Or like, what was your mindset? Well, you were not happy, but like, yeah. how did you just kind of cope with it? Cause you had like physical with the ear Mm-mm. infection yeah, and also mentally trying to figure out what what do I actually enjoy and yeah. like, I don't really know what direction I'm doing yeah. going in so I don't know how do you get out of that well I think because I kind of was just like riding along with it mm. like I was like I'm not really enjoying this like I'm not feeling too happy about it but like I was still passing on my courses so I was like oh maybe like if I just keep pushing it's fine mm-hmm um, and then I think I failed my first exam and that was with the ear infection and all this kind of stuff. So yeah. I made the excuse. I was like, oh, I shouldn't, I should have just taken the sick day and been like, sorry, I can't take the exam. Yeah. And I'm like, no, this isn't just my ear. Like I didn't study for this mm-hmm. and I didn't put any effort into that. And usually for exams, I'm, I'm definitely that kid who doesn't study <laughs> and still manages to pass. Oh, you're that kid. I am that kid. Great. <laughs> no, no, that's cool. That's good. So, like, there wasn't um, something hindering, hindering yeah. my actions. Yeah. And so I failed and yes. I was like, oh, shit, I'm feeling the repercussions of my actions. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, that's not okay. Mm-hmm. And um, so I went to mom and was like, we need to sort out my ear mm-hmm. because I'm not happy with this. And um, got it out. It was the most experience, like painful experience in my life by mm. the way I was not under they didn't give me any aesthetic and they were scraping <laughs> off this infection with a vacuum oh, in my ear gosh, okay <laughs> the details yeah. delicious um and then I sat down and I was like right I've got a pretty unhealthy habit of just doing stuff and it kind of working but kind of not working mm. like I don't feel driven to do anything mm-hmm. and um I was like, what used to excite me? Like, cause I didn't feel heavily motivated to do anything. And I kind of forgot what, what that feeling was yeah. like. So I sat down and I was like, when did I last feel like that? And I was, 
it was probably year 10, year 11 when I was starting to play volleyball competitively Mm -hmm. because I was improving. I was having fun, like being competitive. I was enjoying like the physical, like exercise, all that kind of stuff and pushing my body. Mm -hmm. And I was like, damn, this is really fun. Like how far can I go? How Mm -hmm. good can I get? Yeah. And um, until I got to a point where I was like really freaking good at it. And um, like the next step was then going to AIS and training with like the Australian the team and yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's when I stopped and having like an American scholarship and all that kind of stuff. And that's where I stopped to look at it because um, it got to the point where volleyball turned into a chore yeah. rather than something I was enjoying to do because I played for fun, but people play for work. Yeah. And I was like, Ugh, we're not on the same level, like mentally yeah, that way. Sure. Like I play for yeah. fun. So I sat myself down. I was like, okay, realistically, there's no money in volleyball. Um, I will probably have like fucked up knees and ankles by 22. Like, is this really worth going on for the rest of my life trying to mm. do volleyball all the time? And um, sat down and I said no. And that was a big conversation happened with myself, with my parents. They were obviously, they parents always want you to do the best you can. And um, so they were a bit iffy about it. They were like, oh, listen, you've gone so far. Why not keep going? And I'm like, yeah, but if it doesn't work out, then I've kind of lost a lot of opportunity where I could be somewhere else. Mm -hmm. So that was definitely a conversation that happened a lot during the four years. So I stopped the volleyball, still keep playing, obviously. Just just not not as extreme to the level. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Still play. Um, And then I was just starting to set out the feelers be like what's next what can I do what am I interested in and start to try and imagine myself in different scenarios that I could be in and um and that went on for four years Mm. and so I obviously had ruts throughout it all and stuff I always had the thought like kind of lingering like what would it be like to be a wonder woman or Mm. like you know be a superhero to be able to do like backflips or fly or be Mm. like you know and um yeah when when the idea just settled in my head i was like you know what i'm just i'm just gonna look it up that'll be fun just to yeah yeah, just to entertain yeah entertain my curiosity and then i was like oh fuck this looks really fun like ah shit (laughs) so i went to my parents and i was like hey i'm gonna do this yes yeah and they were like what (laughs) and I'm like yeah dad was all for it he was like try something new you never know like keep a safe option like I'm definitely going to finish my degree in marine science I see myself finishing it a lot more now that I have this title as Miss Mm. Scuba International because now I can do something with it like if I need to be able to see goals like see it contribute to my life see it make Mm -hmm. me better essentially Mm -hmm. like I said you, you need to improve yourself every every year you get so when I can start to see something that I'm doing is going to make me a better person or improve my skills or anything, I'm actively all for it. Mm-hmm. So now that I see marine science, I'm like, oh, that'll help me with Miss Scuba International and being a public figure speaking about this, I need to know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. So that's obviously finish a degree. It's going to help. Yeah. Actually, yeah. To sum everything up, <laughs> <laughs> an easy way to get out of a rut is sit yourself down and you have to be honest with yourself. Like we said earlier, vulnerability is very important. So you have to admit to yourself that, okay, what am I feeling? Do I truly enjoy this? Do I like my environment? If I'm not, how can I do better? Mm. And then start small. Start with a bed. Start with a healthier meal. Try an activity. If you don't like it, try a different activity. Doesn't mean you should give up completely. But there's something out there for everyone. And you just need to sit yourself down and find it. Like... Mm. And it, it's hard Be work. brutal. Exactly. You have to be brutal. You have to be blunt. Because if you start 
tippy toeing around a whole bunch of stuff you're not going to progress yeah, yeah um you will for a little bit and yeah. then it will catch up yeah unfortunately but yeah. it's for the best yeah anyway yeah what a great way to end it on yeah we've come <laughs> to the end of our conversation how long was that it's been like an hour holy dooly <laughs> you have so much editing to do <laughs> <laughs> um well i wanted to i have a few quick round questions go for it um what are you inspired by Oh, as in like a person or it could like, be a person it could be like someone you look up in the industry or completely different just yeah anything yeah. like painting or like that's like it's, it's a funny i'm not inspired by celebrities yeah because a lot of people who are high up in the industry i'm like i don't know why they get such high rep like don't get me wrong they're really talented but i see it as yeah i can do that too so yeah. i don't see that as they're like high up there like oh my god I'm so inspired by them I'm just like yeah it's something I can do as well Mm -hmm. but um I think my inspiration comes from my faith because I'm Christian so a lot of it comes to what I believe and um yeah I do pray like I try to pray every night but I'm not I'm not I'm not the most religious Christian we'll say (laughs) um but yeah a lot of it comes from faith and um that's where I found a lot of stability in my life and um you kind of have to have that faith because you need to find something you believe in and um, people, I think people that I just meet along the way, like you inspire me a lot because you sat down and you were like, I want to do this podcast. And then you did it. And I was like, oh, fuck, I'm going to do something. No, just having good people around you. Exactly. Likewise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you have to sur- oh, Thank you. Mm. You have to surround yourself with like-minded yeah. people. And because it's very much the environment you, you put yourself in. Yeah. And, um, and as I said, I get competitive. So I'm like, you know, they just got into doing this. Why can't I do it? I'm like, For sure, I can do it. What the yeah. hell? Like, and then I'm like, fuck it. I'll just go and do it. And that's the, that's the difference though. Like you just saying that actually, yeah. it's like, you can look at your friends and they may be doing stuff and it's yeah. like, yeah, you could feel a bit discouraged or whatever, but yeah. like truly believe that you could do it. Yeah. Like, that's exactly what this whole thing, this podcast is yeah. about. Is yeah. like, these people are no different from you and I. Literally. Don't you may not so- know them, yeah. but they're literally... They're only like 19, 20. Yeah. However, it doesn't matter. Yeah, because people, and I said this earlier, people are so quick to draw the line Mm. between what they can and can't do. And I can't do a lot. I honestly, (laughs) I literally cannot do a lot, but I'm doing it. Yeah. Because, and you don't have to be perfect. That's so can. You don't have to be perfect at one thing. You can be imperfect and do hundreds of things. And that's like my mindset for being marine concept. Like, I'm not perfect. I like meat. I like fish. And I like to eat them. Like... I'm I'm guilty of that mm. and um sometimes like you know I'm not I, I don't have solar panels on my house like I'm not the most I'm not perfectly environmentally sustainable like mm. I'm not perfect but I'm trying to be better mm-hmm. and so I'm doing all these little things yeah imperfectly but no one's gonna be perfect it, so don't focus on that just be like what what am I doing is that good or bad good great keep doing it bad won't do it mm-hmm. you don't have to be perfect mm. yeah um what i love how this is like a fast fire (laughs) um what is your overall career goal oh god (laughs) (laughs) ramon i thought these were fast questions they are oh god okay i'm really well just being happy Mm. and fine like keep having fun yeah so whatever i'm doing i'm enjoying stunt i'm enjoying modeling i'm enjoying acting i'm enjoying marine science I love being in the ocean, active, whatever, all that kind of stuff, and Miss Scuba International. So that's six things, right? 
I can't see myself in one of them. Mm. <laughs> you remember when I said that we can't do something, one thing perfectly. Mm. So I have to do, I have to do everything. And um, I think keep being sporadic. Like I can't have a routine. Yeah. So my career is to continue to have fun in the industry as an entertainer it, across all boards yeah. because I'm having fun with it. Mm-hmm. But then corresponding to that, being a good voice for marine conservation and just conservation in general because we need more leaders that are for that just advocate and have a bigger voice exactly that's so yeah i I can't say like a career yeah but i want to do what i find fun and influence people along the way that's that's literally my goal i'm so keen to see you (laughs) i'm so glad that i get to watch it on the sidelines (laughs) so i'm just so excited um and well we said it at the beginning like what's coming up for you you're going Mm. to well you'll being gone have mm. been and then gone yeah. in Paris. Yeah. And then where do you go after that? Paris. Um, then I'm doing a bit of a personal trip. So I go to mm. Japan, do some boarding, get into the snow because I freaking love the snow. Mm. And um, then I go to Thailand and I meet up with Lisa. So I'll be meeting up with some of her dive schools. She was Miss Benelux and she won Miss Marine Conservation and Miss Congeniality. Mm. Um, so I'll be meeting up with her and her contacts and her dive schools and whatever and making connections there because cool. ultimately what we want to do is kind of develop a team to go to these programs, to these dive resorts, to then go and give lectures to maybe new divers or to schools, show them what's so interesting about the ocean because a lot of people are scared of the ocean. I mean, Mm -hmm. I was terrified. Mm -hmm. But as soon as you create that emotional connection between people in the ocean or people in the environment and they start to love it themselves, it's only natural that you protect what you love. So you create environmental defenders automatically just by sharing the excitement fun and joy that the ocean brings to you or the environment brings to you because you're reteaching them how to connect with nature that's awesome yeah i'm super excited um (laughs) where can people find you and follow your journey this year well i do a lot of posting on instagram so i had my little personal account but that's kind of turned to more just travels and being silly so michaela underscore shuttleworth is more my professional account which follows all aspects of what I'm doing. So that'll be like modeling, my acting, my stunt and Miss Scuba International. Mm-hmm. So that'll have everything on my Instagram. Same, I've made a, a bit of a Facebook page that connects to my Instagram. So mm-hmm. that's again, Michaela underscore Shuttleworth. We'll all link this below yep. so you can find it. Yep, yep, yep. And um, yeah, and the Miss Scuba International Facebook page that will have a lot of what Miss Scuba International is doing. And obviously because I'm a Scuba International, a lot on what my journey is throughout this year. And that's solely MSI stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, that's that's about it. I may create like a bit of, I'm thinking of making like a bit of a TikTok account because that <laughs> seems to be a massive running right now. <laughs> of be course one of those would. people. <laughs> it's uh, fun. If it's generating media attention, why not? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And then oh. do it so it's like fun, but also say, educational. Yeah, you could totally do it mm-hmm. in like a different way. Awesome. Yeah, exactly. That's sweet. Go follow her on TikTok when she makes it. <laughs> yeah, we'll follow her on Instagram and I'm sure she'll post it if she does. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for joining me right, and being the first guest of season two. I'm so stoked to be kicking this back up. So please stick around, subscribe, follow us, TMY podcast, all that fun shebang uh go follow mix like we said and we'll catch you later yeah no thanks for having me bye Bye. (laughs) thanks for listening if you enjoyed this week's episode and know someone who would enjoy it too go share it with them we'd love to hear your thoughts as well so tag us at tmy podcast on instagram or facebook 
Thank you to Thomas for creating the music. You can find him at sidcom.co. That's S-Y-D-C-O-M.co. My Tomiyaga for designing the social media content. You can find her at my.tomiyaga on Instagram. Kaz Kimber for co-producing and Eating Guade for editing the social media videos. Thanks for listening.